Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Center of the Galaxy. This is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. No whale ships are in this fleet. We are just big old hunks of metal floating through the galaxy. I'm Ken Napsok along with Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa for a Force Center episode in which we dive into the news, answer your fan questions, and just generally have a lot of fun talking about Star Wars. Hey, wait, that's kind of Every episode, and that's what we like to do. Joseph, <laughs> welcome to the command deck. Oh, I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy we have not yet crashed on Jakku, which is, I realize this time, our inevitable fate if we well, keep describing ourselves as a star destroyer. That's true. Um, though, I gotta say, Jakku is a very intriguing planet yeah. to me right now. Yeah. It went from a junk heap of a desert planet to after reading Life Dead, I want to know what's going on It is now. now a machine for fan theories. It is. Yeah. It's deep, <laughs> deep. And speaking of uh, not knowing much about Jakku, Jennifer Landa. 
You haven't read Life Dead yet, right? I know, I have not, and now I'm even more intrigued. You it, guys have been giving me little morsels. Is there a way it. you could teach your daughter to read by reading her Life Dead? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> or just have her read it to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I know she's still like one. Yeah. <laughs> no, she totally grabs our Star Wars books, and she'll actually read them upside down. She just enjoys flipping through them. So there may be something there, reading it <laughs> upside down. Do you have Life Dead in the home yet? Has she opened that and flipped to the therapy Ewok page? No, she has not, but we do have Life Dead in the home. Okay, that's Make good enough. Happen. That's a start. Uh, guys, as always, it's so glad to ha- have you on board. Uh, I like it when the, the trio is here. We're, we're, we're uh, a one team, though. Uh, definitely appreciate John Roca on the last episode or, um, coming in and, and bringing in his preternatural abilities to understand the Force. Yeah, he, he's a man of philosophy. He is. I think he sits at home and he thinks about sports. He thinks about life. He's in his underwear just thinking deep thoughts. <laughs> about the force. <laughs> about the force. Roka, if you're listening, we like the image of you in your underwear thinking about the force. <laughs> Good. Uh, as always, we're going to dive into the news. Jennifer Landa is going to lead us through some Star Wars news that we are going to react and break down, talk to, uh, and talk about. There were many questions in the Star Wars galaxy that were answered this week. Oh. Uh, Yes. If you were wondering what the title Rogue One means, we got your answer. Director Gareth Edwards told Empire Magazine, Rogue One is a military call sign to some extent, Mm -hmm. referring to Red Squadron during the Battle of Yavin. But, he said, this is the first film that is not part of the saga or the Anakin story. So it's the... Rogue One, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the you know, Gareth Edwards. Yeah. Wah, wah. (laughs) He also added that Jen Erso has a bit of a rogue rogue streak, so the title kind of describes her in a way. Hmm. Um, So I want to know, are you guys dying to get this title? I feel like some fans are like, when are we going to get it? Give it to us now. What clues? The clues about the Rogue One title? Oh, I'm sorry. No. I, I'm <laughs> oh, you're talking about the next story. Uh, yeah, yeah no. Yeah, ep- episode eight. Ahead. No, that's fine. Um, yeah. But in regards to Rogue One, I, I never had a question in my mind what it might be. Yeah, my only kind of knee-jerk, pedantic fan reaction was I, I didn't think it was mainly going to be about battles in space. And that's my strongest sure. association with Rogue One. Right. But I, I liked that it was something that meant something to fans. In right. that it still sounded like a cool title if you knew nothing about the call signs. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So I, 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 I like the fun he's having with this title. I certainly don't think that's really what it means. But uh, I, I, wonder, I wonder if it's like Jin Erso's call sign. Oh. Maybe uh, uh, someone on the inside yeah. um, that might be spying, that might be, hey, that's the call sign. So I do have those kind of questions. But when I saw the story pop up this week, I didn't even click on the article until you sent it for research, Jennifer, because <laughs> I was like, I guess I should read this, but I never questioned it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I feel like it was pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I mean, so. it can't be like Urso's 13, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. they needed a Star so. Wars title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. But and I, I do love his two other explanations, because it seems yeah. like, yeah, they, they grabbed it because it's a Star Wars uh, name that we recognize that has ties to this time period yeah. and that there's probably something like Kenneth saying that's canonical in the film. And then the other two explanations just seem like Gareth Edwards was having some whiskey and going, you know, it works yeah. on multiple levels. Yeah. Totally. Well, and I and love it, it's cool. the continued description and picture we're getting for Jyn or so. Yeah. Mm. I like it. He even said kind of a female Han Solo in a way. Or, right. or, yes. or, or that I shouldn't say female Han Solo, more that Jyn or so has traits of Han Solo uh, is probably a better way to say it. And I just, I, it just makes me excited. Maybe that's her real name. Rogue One. Like Han Solo. <laughs> 
and generous was just a code name. It would have been if this was a novel written in 1997. It absolutely would have been. Oh my goodness. Well, that great Star Wars character sat alone, right? <laughs> Let's look at the Star Wars, um, the Rogue One sizzle reel. I don't know if you guys remember that yeah. um, wampa-looking creature that was running through. He had yeah. that like uh, respirator thing. Well, he now has a name. Yay. I don't know if this is considered to be a spoiler, but the guys at Jedi Temple Archives got a hold of some of the new Hasbro action figures, and there was a two-pack action figure set with a shore trooper mm. and this new creature named Moroff. Those guys are dead now, by the way, for leaking that. They've I just know. been yeah. removed. <laughs> yeah. They, they should have gone to a safer place like WikiLeaks. Um, but the yeah. figures look really cool. Uh, how do you, how do you, Moroff? Moroff? Moroff. Moroff? Moroff? Moronoff? Like, pants? Like, <laughs> my pants are Moroff now? Like, yeah. I don't know how else you would pronounce it. I don't even think that character has pants. No, not at all. I guess, yeah, exactly. They're as off as they can be. What I actually found interesting was that the the shore trooper is listed on the box as a scarif stormtrooper. Wow! So nice. I'm like, why why are they doing that? Are they kind of mm. walking back because people were like a oh, shore trooper, <laughs> beach trooper, yeah. making fun of it, or is it just for you know the I mean, general public? And I like the shore trooper, but yeah, maybe they're trying to attach it, or maybe again, it's just an early concept box. Yeah. This is box true. Art. It also might be just a, a, a bad feelings about the sand trooper. Because yeah. when the uh, Power of the Force action figures came out in the late 90s, suddenly the stormtrooper that had the orange yeah. uh, thing on their shoulder was a sand trooper for a while. And now, mm-hmm. no. No. no right. there, now there's no such thing as a sand trooper anymore. Right, 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 right. right. I, in my mind, there still is. Yeah. <laughs> I find this interesting, actually, too, because I like this Yeti-looking mm. creature. Yeah. And I feel like if he's as well, the weak mm. uh, Constable Zuvio might prove my theory wrong. <laughs> sure, sure. But maybe he's going to have more of a presence than my beloved space monkey, Bistan, because where's yeah. his action figure? Ha- I'm, oh, right. I'm sure we're going to yeah. get one. And I love, I just was reading this article today for research, and the I like how you say it, Bistan. I was going to say Bistain, but um, I have no flavor in my, uh, my, my accent there. Um, I like, he is like a gunner on a U-wing. Yeah. Yeah. And so weird, uh, I always talk about how I wrote Episode 7 as a kid, and that's what we talked about. I always had, one of my favorite movies has always been Memphis Bell, and I wanted a science fiction version of Memphis Bell where there's gunners and ships. Mm. And that's oh, wow. what he is. He's a gunner on a Y-Wing. <laughs> yeah. Or a U-Wing, excuse me. Yeah. So I was dumb. I, I'm now more excited for Rogue One. If even more possible, I am more excited. Oh, I, maybe uh, Bistan will be an exclusive with the U-Wing. Oh. That would be pretty amazing. What? Add yeah. to cart. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am excited for Force uh, Friday. Thank you for making right? that sound so sexy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, Ewing. <laughs> Add to cut. Uh, I am excited for more off. I, I like yeah. his look. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like maybe they've gotten things in sync where they're, they're, these are going to be some really quick flavor characters, mm-hmm. but yeah. they're going to get the action figures so we can enjoy them just the way we enjoyed Cantina creatures back in the day. Yeah. Oh, and so I, I really hope, we've had these kind of discussions before, but I hope Bestain and Moroff speak in their tongue. Yeah, <laughs> they don't yes. have Cockney accents oh, no. or something kind of weird. Bistan could be French Louisiana. Yeah. That would be terrible. He yeah. would if he was on the Clone Wars, Let's for sure. Not have, I'll get them stormtroopers real good. I'll, I'll shoot at the U-Wing man. Come on, man. I don't want that. I'm going to get them gumbo. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that. I'd like them to be translated. I'd like them to have uh, maybe even uh, subtitles or just not. Like, like right. Chewie didn't. We didn't, didn't need that. Yeah. 
know. I get why Zeb on Rebels does. You can't have that for for a younger audience. I get it. Yeah. It's just always, as you guys know, rub me the wrong way that Zeb's like, ah, come on, name that scary the pub. <laughs> um, so I hope more off, man. I saw that. I mean, I want them. I, I don't want to understand a word he's saying. Me yeah. too. Me too. It looks like a Wampa's cousin, too. Doesn't he? <laughs> yes. I'm going to spend uh, one of my cranky points. Cranky on this point. episode, Uh-oh. Joseph uh, is cashing in a, a cranky, cranky point. point. <laughs> uh, I'm so thrilled for all these new characters, but I still want a few more familiar characters from the original trilogy mm. and the prequels floating around in the background mm. sure. that we're going to see in older Mon Calamari. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but I just, in, in all these new movies, I want to see a Rodian walk by. I want to see a Toy Darian float by. Mm, that's yeah. a really good point. Balance. Oh, oh you want to connect this to the prequels, sir? I do. <laughs> How dare you? How <laughs> dare you, sir? <laughs> Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, well, speaking of new, let's talk about episode eight. If you want to know the title of episode eight, it looks like you're going to have to wait for a while. Daisy Ridley told the podcast, My Dad Wrote a Porno. That's the podcast name. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's high up in the charts right now. Yet Is we, it really? It's yeah. really funny. Yet we quit, can't get interviewed or get, get Daisy Ridley interviewed. <laughs> yeah, we got, a, we got a, a, a nice distinguished gentleman and lady name. Well, look for a new <laughs> podcast, Force Porno. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. She actually revealed a lot. Um, I, I listened to the podcast, and she was drinking Prosecco. Oh. Right? Which, and she was cursing. I mean, it was a different side of Daisy Ridley yeah. that I had not heard. Um, so they asked her about, you know, what can she spill any secrets? And she said that she heard the title a long time ago before they started filming. Uh, but she feels like some things have been slightly tweaked during production. So it's going to be a, be a while before it's released. Hmm. Which, I mean, yeah, okay. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's so far away. I'm I don't so feel like not, you yeah, need I'm it. So not rushed for that. No. Yeah, excited but not rushed. Yeah, right. I know. I feel like let's just like Rogue One is this big delicious meal. I don't need a bunch of little uh, mm-hmm. episode eight mozzarella sticks before that. Like just <laughs> yeah, be full for my meal. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, I like it's. It's interesting to me though that she has seen it or something exists that oh. she might have seen that's official like. Even she acknowledges that it could very well change. Yeah. Right. Revenge of the Jedi could happen. Yeah. Right. That would be great. Yeah. She also talked about how there's a lot more expectation for her for this film, like with the than mm, The sure. Force Awakens. Sure. She said there's a lot of pressure. And then they asked her an interesting question, two interesting questions. One was, does Rey get injured in episode eight? Oh. She said, do you mean emotionally or physically? And mm. they said, well, just give us an Dude. answer. Yeah. And she said, Yes. Ah. Hmm. So the Prosecco was flowing because huh. then they asked her about will there be a romance for Ray? And she said, maybe. Interesting. But huh. then she clarified saying, well, actually, I read an article about being in love with your friends and how being in love with your friends is the ultimate thing. So uh, she thinks that romance covers. It's not. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> there's no romance. Yeah. Her and Finn are going to make some friendship bracelets for one another. Whatever the yeah. Star Wars version of friendship bracelets yeah. are. Right. Right. But even mm. even you know with a little prosecco on her mind, she was an expert at dodging their questions. Yeah. Good. Really good. impressive. That's good. Um, I bet they're in training, like the same way they're in weightlifting. That. At the end of every day of shooting, they're like, we're going to grill you with questions. Well, it's so weird. So I just had uh, over in Screen Junkies, you just had Tony Revolori, who was uh, the lead. He was Zero in Grand Budapest Hotel, and he's Flash oh, Thompson in yeah. the upcoming Spider-Man Homecoming. So he was talking and made some jokes off air about it. You know, I'll tell you the whole plot, uh, and then they'll kill me. Huh? But then he was telling some of the stuff. Um, Marvel Disney encrypts their phones. 
Uh, they take a lot of their stuff from them. They monitor them. A lot of them, like uh, a lot of the um, the actors, have separate phones um, to kind of make, not necessarily circumnavigate, but just kind of it. They're on. They're on you. Yeah, I believe it. And we were kind of joking again off air and trying to get something out of him, and he was like, uh, "I am so trained. Mm. Trust yeah. me, I'm so trained. You you couldn't get it out of me." Mm. And so it's it's got to be the same with with Luke, Disney Disney Lucasfilm. Yeah, you know, Um, so that's interesting that they she would even be uh, allow herself to go on a podcast and drink and maybe get loose lipped and yeah, even some of those questions are close enough to like even I almost don't want to hear the answers, but that's interesting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but when you break physically emotionally injured, I think it it excites us because it it sounds like a specific plot point, Mm -hmm. but then we're like, hey. A film in the in in this film will one of the main characters be emotionally or physically injured? Like, yeah, yes, yeah. of course they will. Watch any film that happens to like Scooby Doo for yeah, God's yeah. sake. It's like we're reading a Sid Field book on yeah. second act problems. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Ray didn't suffer at all in the movie. It's really uh, weird for the dark yeah. middle chapter. Yeah, I would hope that she gets emotionally yeah. or physically injured. Yeah, that's for the that's conflict. Yeah, she's the best. Yeah, she is the best. Now, okay. This is, for me, the most exciting piece of news from this week. Yeah. And it is that our very own Ken Knapsack got to moderate the Carrie Fisher, pan- Carrie Fisher panel at Wizard World Chicago. The panel, I mean, in my opinion and many people's opinion, was hilarious. It was insightful. And it was, I think, one of the best Carrie Fisher panels I've well, seen. I'm just happy I made the news here. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I made the news on Force Center. Yeah, you know, it, and the full story and the full kind of behind the scenes of it is up on Spotlight Star Wars, and you yes. guys have been very kind to to respond to that. And and uh, I have heard a lot that this is one of the best Carrie Fisher panels. I take no credit for that other than Andy and I just knew how to kind of contain the lightning bolt that is Carrie Fisher. Because yeah. trust me, there was no possible way that if she didn't want to do it or that she did want to do it, like, for instance, someone from the audience gave her a, a soda. That was not, like, Wizard yeah. people were like, people from the audience cannot come up on stage for their own personal request. And someone was like, can I give you a soda? And Carrie's like, yep, I need that. <laughs> and Andy and I are kind of like, oh, God, oh, God, we're going to be arrested. We're going to be in Wizard World jail. Oh my um, so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was great. It was great. What I really loved was that she was so honest. And, I mean, Gary is definitely a presence. Gary the dog. Oh my gosh. Like he, <laughs> you know, and I can see how that would easily derail the interview, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it all worked itself back and he was, you know, part of it. Mm-hmm. And I particularly liked that she talked about mental, mental health issues mm-hmm. and a couple pe- fans talked about it and, yeah. um, it closed on such a beautiful note where Carrie gave that fan who is suffering mm-hmm. from a mental disorder, mm-hmm. a hug. Yeah. And she had a, a dog with her, a mental uh, disorder dog with her. Mm-hmm. And that dog got to meet Gary. Yeah. I love it. It was, such, that's such a beautiful Gary thing. Gary woke up at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and the dog's, yeah. the dog's name is, I think like I said, Gary spotlight. Uh, the, dog, the dog's uh, name was Princess Leia. Oh, and, oh wow. Um, Carrie didn't know that till she got off stage and we were standing there and, and uh, she goes, what's the dog's name? And the girl goes, well, like, Princess Leia, like that's and 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 uh, that was a sweet moment, and it meant a lot. You could tell it meant a lot to Carrie, yeah. Because um, someone obviously has gone through her trials and tribulations, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, as I said in Spotlight Stars, I have so much respect for her to just own it and put it out there. Yes, make jokes about it because that's how she's going to process it, as she says several times. And Gary's, a, I believe, an emotional support dog too. And, and and Gary, to say he's a rock star, I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you how that dog 
is so in control of the room. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. He just comes bounding up, little stocky French bulldog, and he comes bounding up <laughs> with no, I mean, she doesn't have to, doesn't give him orders, nothing. It was at one point she went, come here, Gary. And he just, okay, just follows her around. Wow. With, and and uh, when she put him on stage, if you watch, if you go to StarWarsNews.net, they have the unofficial copy of it. You know, I say something about Gary the dog, and that's when I think she, like, tells him to go up on stage. And the dog, he just took the stage like he'd done it thousands of wow. times. <laughs> and people, I uh, scream for Gary, right? Oh, yeah. Nuts. I mean, Gary's. You had people from Wizard World who were, like, showing up, and you'd think, oh, it's for Carrie. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, no, I've met Carrie before. I'm, I'm here for Gary. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, I believe yeah. it. Well, yeah, I mean, congratulations on that. It's really, yeah. really cool uh, life experience uh, well, as, yeah. a, as a fan and as a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. It, it's really, I was uh, really delighted from everything I read mm-hmm. about the panel. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But just from reading it, it was cool to see the evolution of Carrie Fisher in the sequel era, yeah. where I feel like during the Force Awakens press, she uh, disrupted things in a good way. Yeah. Mm. Like, she was the agent of, like, let's all stop being stuffy. Let's all stop asking the same dumb questions. Yeah. Let's just, I'm going to make some crazy jokes. I got a dog. I'm going to say whatever I want. And I'm kind of this beacon of uh, uh, fun disruption. Yeah. Like, sort of the classic comic archetype. And with everything that she's talked about in this panel, it seems like she has married all of that energy and all of that, yeah. I'm going to have a sense of humor of everything, with also getting back into that groove of being a real expert ambassador of yeah. the franchise, of mental health issues, mm-hmm. of everything that she wants to... Like, she's really savvy, as well as being the crazy comic force. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, obviously, because of, unfortunately, so publicly going through some of the stuff she has, there's a little bit of a, ooh, Carrie's kind of... She's a, she's a loose cannon, you know, we got told, like, oh, stand by, stand yeah. by. Um, she wasn't. Um, doesn't mean on other... Things. I mean, no one has anything. I want to. No one has anything bad to say about her. Yeah. There's like, oh, you moderating the Carrie Fisher panel? Whoa. <laughs> good luck with that. Like, yeah. in a good way. Like, have fun. Strap in. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be fun. Um, but one of the things I'm prepping, and Andy Signor and, and Lon Harris from Screen Junkies, we were all prepping it, and we we had some Star Wars questions, and I said, you know, I don't think she knows. Star Wars. It's not a Star Wars podcast. We're gonna be like, uh, what's your theory? And she probably wouldn't want to answer. To the, and we all agreed, that, yeah, yeah, probably true. And certainly, if I had brought up Darth Malgus or something, she would have been like, what are you? What the heck are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> but I stand corrected to one point. She is very familiar with what happened in Force Awakens and what's going on in the trilogy. She's locked in. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of her humor and jokes was came from. Um, and, and I know you you watched a little bit of the you know more of the panels some of her references and, and and how she knows she knows very much what's going on she seemed really invested in the kylo yes. ren story right yes in her she, connection to what that story it. means yeah. she got it yeah. yes totally very much got it i mean she she did not uh, a little favorite moment was asking about the uh andy asked uh, if uh you know were you very aware that you should have hugged chewy instead of ray first and she said absolutely no one would listen to me mm. wow yeah absolutely no one did, did, was she saying that in a joking way or was she saying she, that in a pretty honest way i took it as pretty honest okay jokingly everything everything is jokingly honest yeah there. exactly <laughs> um but yeah no she was like i i yep i did no one would listen to little old me <laughs> i did that's great yeah. yeah the kylo stuff makes me so happy all this mm. stuff that she said uh about how how people react to yeah. uh, his his story and and it it, it reminded me of just like that uh, there's we can have the fun with being obsessed with the ephemera of star wars mm-hmm. and like asking her well why don't you carry a blast tech dl44 like <laughs> on uh mm-hmm. versus there are these big deep themes and it's yes. cool to see that she has decided to connect to the big themes 
instead of just saying, like, I'm in a weird space movie mm-hmm. again, whatever. She said towards the end, I am Princess Leia, Princess Leia is me, my issues are, my, are, are hers and her issues are mine. Wow. Yeah, um, that was beautiful. She definitely ties them, definitely gets them through. It was That's great. awesome. It was great. Um, I've known a lot of people who've had a chance to interview her, Harrison Mark, you know, I've had a chance to interview Mark on the phone, and, and um, this was something special. So I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful to Kay at Fangirl Blog for covering it, too. She did a great job live tweeting. If you go back to her Twitter, I now follow her. She's some great stuff going through. Awesome. She did. So check it out. Yeah, so that is the news of the week. What a week it was. What a week in Star Wars land. So <laughs> we are going to uh, take a, a heavier dose of audience questions yeah. today, Joseph, because sometimes we like to do that. And, and you guys out there, when you write us, whether it be on Twitter, at Pod and use the hashtag, or hashtag ForceCenter or on a Facebook page, like it and go on there and ask us questions. Um, you guys so often spin us off into great topics. Um, and this is what the basis of the show is. It's an ongoing conversation. So, Joseph, we got some good ones today. Yeah, yeah. And if it's okay with you guys, I did want to take just one step back to the news because I think there was one question that we didn't fully address, which is I'm curious you guys' opinions about if you have strong opinions about the Episode Eight title mm. or if you are just totally like, eh, whatever's fine. I'm not, I don't know. I, I To me, I don't have any desire. I almost feel like I don't want to know because then I'm going to speculate. Okay. So it, I need to pace myself. Otherwise, I'm just going to binge and I'm okay. going to go crazy. So give it to me, you know, next year, next summer, and I'll, then I can get the juices flowing. Okay. But I'm all right with waiting. Cool. I'm fine till celebration. Yeah. I'd like to see it at celebration in April. Yeah. And you don't have, do you have any baggage about what it is or what style it is? Um... N- not yet. I want it to be more serious and dark. Yeah. And I don't just mean it because the second one probably is. Yeah. I-, I don't want Attack of the Clones. Okay. You know, Phantom Menace is even in Revenge of the Sith are fine Yeah, for me. But, yeah, I don't want that type of stuff. Okay. Force Awakens was great to me. I actually grew to love that title a lot. Okay. So I don't want, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, want. I'll be curious. Ray's Mystical Adventures of Revenge. I don't <laughs> want. Oh, that would be uh, <laughs> Yeah. No. I want it in that sweet spot of pulpy. That still works, mm-hmm. uh, you know. It's it's hard to match Empire Strikes Back, mm. right? but yeah, I, want, I want something. So uh, not the First Order Strikes Back, not that. <laughs> yes, right. Well, thank you guys for answering my fan question. <laughs> no, this is Jennifer and Ken. Now we'll get into the uh, actual audience questions. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 
Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, Josh Eddy on Facebook asked us multiple questions uh, in there, all great, so we're going to take a look at those first. Great. Uh, would you rather, he's got a series of would you rather questions. Love them, love them. So guys, would you rather look like an Ugnot or smell like a hut? Ugnot. You would rather look like an Ugnot. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's, talk to me about your reasoning. Because I can't see myself, and I'm, chances are I'm probably <laughs> like hanging out with other uh, Ugnots, so we all look the same. But if I smell like a hut, I will smell my foul stench, and that is not pleasing. That's true. Uh, yeah, if you didn't look like a hut but smelled like the one, that yeah. would be an unpleasant mystery for others to unlock. <laughs> Ken, how about you? I would rather smell like a hut. Um, wow. Here's why. Because if, if you're a hut, you've got power. Oh. And I don't care how I smell or what you think of my smell. If I'm sitting on that throne, throne room in front of a trap door, I have power. <laughs> oh, now, if you were not an actual hut, mm-hmm. but you smelled like one, and you had the whole throne room, would you recline like Jabba? Yes. Yeah, and I'd have a snack aquarium and a little, <laughs> little lizard monkey uh, on me. I'd, I'd go for it. Yeah. You? I don't like smelling bad. Not like anybody does invest yeah. in smelling bad and say, sure. hey, that's, well, I, I guess some people maybe. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I think I'd rather look like an Ugnot. Ah, join me. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Keep well, my personality. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'd want to be a tall Ugnot. She's <laughs> <laughs> like... Who's that dapper pig man? I would dress real nice. Real sharp. Yeah, I would not have just a little blue apron and an ambiguous white briefcase. I would be a sharply dressed ugly. Right, right. 
But I guess smelling like a hut, you can cover it. Yeah, well, can this is you terrible. really? No, you it's, can't. This is really a Sophie's, Sophie's choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. this is a great choice. Yeah, yeah. All right, but that's two two for Ugnot, one for Hut. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. That, that's what you get, Josh Eddie. Uh, next one is a nice juicy Star Wars question. I think. Would you rather ride in the Millennium Falcon once or own Slave One? Ooh. I'm I'm gonna say Falcon once. Okay. Slave One's a great ship. Love Slave One. Love the sounds. Love those sonic depth charges. Yep. But the Falcon. Yeah. Just I want to sit there once. Yeah. Just to, just and you take the selfies and then you could remember it yep. forever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, how about you, Jennifer? I agree. The Falcon to be able to experience that once in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mackerel. I mean, I was jealous of people with that uh, replica at yeah. Star Wars Celebration. They yes. got to sit in the cockpit. So yes. please make it happen. I yeah. don't care about owning Slave One. I'm going to go Rogue. I'm going to go <gasps> Ooh, Rogue uh, One. Rogue Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I would want to own Slave One for a couple reasons. Oh. I've, oh, Jennifer, that's the first time you've looked actually disappointed in me. <laughs> I've said horrible things <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> and this is the first time. You monster. Well, here's the thing. I, well, this might be playing fast and loose with the question. I, I'm intrigued by Slave One. Mm-hmm. It's a great ship. Cool noises. Not exactly sure how it functions inside with all the gravity, with the way it lands. And then, so right. I'd be like really fascinated. Also, just the opportunity to like just park that on the roof of my apartment building and be able to go where I need to go. I mean, okay. it would be extra hard with parking, I guess. Yeah. You'd always have to park It's, uh, it's on a, a close roof. call, to be clear, but you've touched on something that I don't think... I really, even to this moment, fully understand, which is the inside of Slave One. Is yeah. It, yeah. If Boba Fett and, and Jango perform are traveling the galaxy, we know it fits at least two in a, in a carbonite uh, prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there a little lounge area, some facilities? Yeah. What, what do we got? The cockpit looks spacious in some of the Clone Wars episodes when yeah. young Boba is traveling around with Aura Singh and uh, Bosk and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I feel like, yeah, there's got to be some lounging area. There, okay. just, there just has to be. Certainly yeah. a cargo area, probably a little prison. Sure. Certainly mm. an armory. Because I would get lonely if I was in the Falcon. Uh, even with yeah. a co-pilot, uh, I travel alone. I am I am a solo kind of person. So Slave One would more be more fit my style. But yeah. I want to mm. make sure even I have comfort. Yeah, you need a co- co-pilot for Millennium Falcon, yes. right? Yes. And you yeah. can fly Slave One all by yourself. Right. Oh. Yeah, so like Slave mm. One, it's kind of like the smart car of the Star Wars galaxy. It is. It is. Not a lot of space. The, my other, my other factor with this question is, I feel like I know it's an either or, but riding the Millennium Falcon once seems like in the Star Wars galaxy that's easier to happen. Right. Like no, lots of I randos see. end up on the Millennium Falcon. True. That's once true. or twice. Like Duquesne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So I could still own Slave One and perhaps take a ride in the Falcon. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right. That seems fair. All right. Uh, next question, uh, and last one from Josh Eddy's uh, wonderful series of Would You Rather. Would you rather own an astromech droid or a protocol droid? That's a nice, uh, meaty question. We just did yeah. our droids episode. Mm. Yeah. They're both practical depending on the kind of life that you lead. Mm-hmm. Right. Jennifer, do you have a thought? Mm. Do you need one more than the other? Yeah, I mean, I really want to become more fluent in Spanish so I or other languages. So in that sense, yes, a protocol droid would be helpful. Mm-hmm. But in reality... An astromech droid? Can you imagine all the household things you could take care of? Yeah. Fantastic. If I was ever in a pinch, I could, you know, call on my R2 unit. That would be awesome. Yeah. Life-changing. Mm. Mm. Now, R2 himself, 
uh, seems like he's a little bit more headstrong. I don't know if that is mm -hmm. true of all astromech droids. Mm -hmm. But would you be upset if the astromech droid was like, sure, I'll do the dishes, but not now? I don't mind that little bit of personality, but that's the problem with the protocol droid is that he might get, or she might get really annoying. Yeah. And a little bit condescending, a know-it-all. I don't need that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I don't mind yeah. the beeps and boops and a little bit of attitude. A little bit of sass is okay in a droid. Right, right, because the astromech sasses but gets the work done. Right. All right. Yeah. Ken? So this, to me, comes down to two questions. What kind of person am I going to be in that galaxy? If I'm traveling the galaxy, you know, I'm getting into adventures or I got some kind of job, an astromech droid is just way more useful. And the ones we're more familiar with in the, in, uh, in the galaxy, R2-D2, Chopper, um, BB-8, if you can call that an astromech, a uh, newer version, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. that counts. Um, even all four, um, they all seem to have a little bit of attitude. Like we said, but um, so I travel if I was traveling, but knowing me who I am, I'm you know I'm not a Bernie man with my friends this week because there's no Hilton there. So <laughs> smelling like a hut though, that smelling would be. like a hut. Um, <laughs> I I think I would go with the protocol droid because I am more oh. likely to be in like a high rise apartment on Coruscant, and that's where the protocol droid seems to be a little bit better. Mm. Right. So you would hop in the Falcon, yeah, uh, that you get to ride once. It'd be the protocol droid there. You're like, I'm going to a wedding. Yes, it's outside. <laughs> Yeah. White okay? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I am fluent in over four million styles of wedding dresses. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I love the idea. I, I think I go a little bit more with the protocol droid, even mm -hmm. though it's annoying. Huh. Mm -hmm. Because you can always power it, it down. That's right? true, yeah. And I like the idea of a protocol droid in our real world who knows, like, real world protocol. Of, like, every little yeah. thing you do of, like, hey, I haven't been to this grocery store before. <laughs> do I use the microchip reader or do right. I self-checkout? Right. Or, like, I like the idea big for of, me too. like, basically mm. walking Google yeah. of, like, every little thing that might give me social anxiety, the actual yes. protocol part. Oh, that's yes. such a good point. Yeah, because I have a, a, a social anxiety tick. Uh, if you're with me and you're close enough as a friend that can pick it up on it, now I'm telling the world. If I go to a restaurant or somewhere I've never been before, I let you go in first. Right. Because oh. um, I want to see it's just a social anxiety thing. Now, I'd take a bullet for you, yeah. uh, but I would want you to... let Go purchase an item first so I can see how to do it. It's, <laughs> yeah, like, just, it's my whole life. I've had this little thing. Yeah, so a protocol drug would take care of that. Yeah, ah. I so much prefer going to places that I have already been because there's yep. that little anxiety of the first time. Mm -hmm. Like you, you want to know yep. what's going on and not be the doofus who walks in and, and looks, you know, every way. Yeah. I also have a tiny bladder, so it'd be great. In my, <laughs> in my mind, if the protocol droid just always knew where the bathroom was. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Oh, you tell me in a different language and bocce or whatever. Compelling uh, arguments. Yeah, so thanks for all those uh, would you rather questions. Uh, Josh Eddy put those on Facebook. Those are great questions. I tried to grab all of our questions from Facebook because we don't always get as many yeah. uh, responses on Facebook, but this time we did. Good, so thank good. you guys uh, for following us on Facebook and for asking questions. Uh, Tyler Vickery has a slightly deeper question. If Lucasfilm came to you and asked you to write a new canon novel, but it has to be about a side or background character, no main characters, who do you write it about and what kind of story would it be? Now, we've, we've answered this kind of question of it keeps yeah. popping up with TV shows, with spinoff movies. They're like, yeah. what, what do we want to see? But I like the Tyler's specificity of it has to be a background character and mm -hmm. a canon novel, which also calls into question kind of the role of the canon novels right now. Right. So if it's a book, different than a TV show, like you said, different yeah. medium, you can get into thoughts, you can get into different perspectives, you can take your time with it. Here's what I would want. 
I would want to follow the rise and perhaps eventual fall of a recruited top-of-the-class Emperor's Royal Guard. Oh, that's a great answer. Whoa. And follow him all the way through from Stormtrooper into recruitment into Academy. And maybe it's the rise of Palpatine, or maybe it's the rise and fall of Palpatine or Vader or something else, or maybe even after the fall of the Death Star. But I would like it, you know, maybe much like Lost Stars did yeah. for uh, going through the original trilogy from a different point of view, maybe this could go through the original trilogy from the Imperial point of view of a guy on the inside who's sitting there silently, quietly guarding an elevator, yeah. looking at Imperial Dignitary and the Emperor. You know he's got to hear something unless they're using some kind of force powers to block it from him. But for the sake of the story, no. Yeah. It'd be like a, a, a someone over a beef eater over in England or something like that. <laughs> you know, like that's what I'd want. The Royal Guards. Yeah. That, that would be really interesting because they are they touch on a lot of different things, too. They mm-hmm. I don't think they are fully aware of the Sith. Right. Lord thing. But they're certainly around tons of people who are like the Imperial dignitaries and all that. Right. Yeah, right. that's really that's a great one, Jennifer. Do you have anything that jumps into Oof, your mind? That's fantastic. I want to read that. Um, well, maybe because Carrie Fisher sang the Life Day song, <laughs> and my brain is going towards the holiday special. But I really like Gourmanda. You know the chef that yeah. Harvey Corman plays. <laughs> Holy. I'm, Crap. I would love just to know more about you know her cooking experience. How did she become a chef? And then maybe even in portions of the book have some of her recipes so that I could make them. I think it'd be hilarious. Wow. Is this what the people want? Probably not. Probably not. But I want it. No, that's yeah. great. That's a great. Yeah, that's technically a canon novel, right? She's, well, yeah. it's a technicality. No, it's. I mean, it, it, it's dangerous because it's calling some parts of uh, the holiday special into canon. <laughs> Please, there is a disturbance in the canon. And it is Jennifer just, Landa. Let me live on this uh, <laughs> delusional I, I'd island. Buy it. I'd buy yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. just to have on the shelf. Thanks. Yeah, and yeah. I'm fascinated uh, with yeah. how the development of food and drink in Star yeah. Wars and trying right? to make it work and make mm-hmm. sense and still mm-hmm. feel like a long time ago in a galaxy far far away so it'd be great yeah you, uh, you? yeah you, you this is uh, uh i think kiati mundi which i think mm. he might be right on the edge of yeah he's a minor character he's enough of a i, minor I character. agree yeah mm-hmm. i well what i was thinking about what the canon novels are doing and right now thematically i love that they're having this ongoing discussion of order versus chaos kind of subtly replacing right versus wrong with what are the different ideas about when you need order and when you need chaos? Right. So I feel like a novel that's a fun adventure of Kiati Mundi, I feel like I could still take more adventures of Jedi in their prime, right? Mm. Doing exactly what a Jedi is supposed to do of going somewhere to solve a problem, trying to solve it every way but violence, mm-hmm. but then, because violence is fun, right. eventually having to do some negotiations with a lightsaber. Uh, so it'd be really fun to see one of those kind of stories and see a different wise Jedi's approach to the idea of what is the point of the jedi order how does their uh uh, philosophy of order versus chaos fit in with what was going on during the galactic rebellion and Mm -hmm. during uh the sequel trilogy era and i think it'd be really fun to see somebody else's more outside perspective of obi-wan and anakin Mm -hmm. in their adventures and then them kind of becoming stars in the clone wars and seeing how another noble jedi feels (laughs) about that of like they do get stuff done. Yeah. I'm sick of all of the Holonet recordings about them, but I'm not really happy with my own bitterness. And, like, you know, in novels, you get to go inside it. their yeah. heads, and it'd be fun to see, like, their Kiati Mundi's reaction to I love that. it, man. Kiati Mundi is one of those prequel characters I uh, I think we all agree is, is 
good and, and worthy of his place in Star Wars. And I think yeah. that's, that I, I, I love that there, there's so much to mine in that time period. I think. Yeah. The life and times of Kiati Mundi, right up to that moment. He's, he's got, I believe the actor was Silas Carson. So, he's yes. got one of the best looks on Order 66, where like he has just a second to realize, like, it's, what has happened. It, it's, it, I've talked about it. We've all talked about it. That's, that sequence is tough. It's, it's one of the best parts of Sith, but that, that is the moment. Yeah, it's the, it's the moment that really has weight, because he has that look yeah. on his face of like, is this really happening? Yeah, because oh, yeah, Ala Sakira one isn't as isn't as solid. I don't think no. the performance is as good. But but yeah, Silas Carson, who also was uh, the uh, the first person killed in Phantom Menace, he was the pilot. Yeah, and then he was uh, he was new gunner of the Radiant Seven, I believe, is the ship yeah. that gets blown up yeah. at the top of Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so he hard. deserves his character deserves some due. Right? That's right, that's right. And then Silas Carson can read the audiobook. He's <laughs> gonna be a first person from the perspective of Kiati Mundi. Uh, we got one more question uh, yeah. before we get into the fun, finish the fan fiction. Uh, this is from Stephen Kelly, also on Facebook. And Stephen asks, uh, what to me is, I think, the most important question we've ever been asked. <laughs> Do you uh, think Emperor Palpatine presses a button to spin his chair, or does he use the Force? <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's such a robot chicken question. It really that's is. I love exactly it. Great it. question, Stephen. Yeah. Oh. I... Yeah, go ahead. Go no, I, you, I, I'm, I'm replaying Return of the Jedi in my head right now. Mm-hmm. I think he might use the Force. Yeah. I don't see anything that indicates he's pressing a button. Yeah. And he doesn't look like he's spinning it around like an office chair. No. <laughs> yeah, he's wrenching the metal. I think in that, maybe he, maybe there's other times he does, but I think yeah. for the effect, I think he's spinning around via the Force. Yeah. Uh do you have a thought, Jennifer? I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I don't. My thought is, uh, do what, what? What do I want him to do? I yeah. want him to press that button because it's so ridiculous. Just having this powerful, dramatic moment. <laughs> press the button, and he slowly turns around. You know, like an old, like an Give old man. Give me a moment. <laughs> it is very robot chicken. I can't find that button. <laughs> that's yeah. when, uh, my chair raised a little. Uh, that's not the button I intended. Someone call on Frita. <laughs> uh, here, here's my answer that is overly thought out, is that everything he does is a manipulation. It's a test. It's right. I'll reveal this. You'll reveal this when mm. I reveal this. He's, he's very careful about who knows he is a force user. True. Mm. So he's going to use a button in front of some other people. Oh. I think like maybe that would be like a test of Grand Moff Tarkin early in their relationship, where like right. for... A long time he purposely uses the button in front of Grand Moff Tarkin. Right. And then once maybe he moves the chair around the same time in the conversation, but he doesn't use the button. And right. then he looks to see, what, what was the look on Grand Moff's face right. when I revealed a little hint that maybe I am powerful in the ways Whoa. of the Force? Did you I think- notice my <laughs> buttons? <laughs> We're going to play a game, Willif. <laughs> How did I spin around? Button or other unnatural ability? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just want to see the button malfunction. So he's just <laughs> frantically pressing it. Ah, he has to use the force. He has no choice. Commander, come fix my button. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think he'd be, I don't think there'd be any gesture. Yes, I no. think you know that's yeah. one of the real cool things about when he takes the manacles off Luke, when he's like, "I barely moved my finger." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great moment. Oh, yeah. I love the Emperor. Yeah, he's so great. Oh man, I could just talk great with him question. in my head. Great forever. question, yeah. Stephen. Thank you very much, Stephen. Go. Thank you guys for all of the awesome questions on Facebook this week. There are many uh, great questions on Twitter. Uh, we rolled them over to our next episode. 
uh, and we didn't even use all of the awesome questions. But when you guys give them, I try to collect them, and then we get to them eventually. Hopefully, if we haven't, if it's not something we've already answered a bunch. Thank you guys so much for all of the questions. Absolutely. Uh, from there, we're going to do what we like to do from time to time on Forest Center, which is our fun little game called Finish the Fan Fiction. Um, recording schedules sometimes uh, make it that we uh, can't do it every week because we want you guys out there to participate, but we're going to have a little fun one here. It's going to be a little switcheroo. That's right. We have <laughs> tortured Jennifer Landa. Uh, Ken has written a couple. I have written most of them. And <laughs> Jennifer's reaction is often, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> so it, it, seems, it seems only appropriate. That you put us on the fun improvisational spot. I love it. I, I really enjoyed it. And it's keeping in theme with the topic oh, cool. for mm. yeah, this episode. Right. So shall we? Let's begin. Yes. Okay. Leia and Chewie sat in silence as they somberly ate their meal in the resistance commissary. Mm. It had been one of the worst days of their lives. The two sat directly across from each other, and the sound of their forks clinking against their metal dinner plates echoed throughout the empty room. Finally, Chewie put his fork down. He stared at Leia until she looked up at him. What is it, Chewie? Leia quietly asked. He sadly roared. Leia sighed. Chewie was right to ask this question. It had been weighing on her, too. She gingerly set her fork down and looked at Chewie in the eye. Look, I hugged Ray and not you because... <laughs> I can see to you, Joseph. I knew that in that moment, I needed to hug someone with great strength. Like, I, I, Leia, needed to put all of my strength into the hug. Now, I knew that you had recently been shot in the arm and I didn't want to risk bruising your arm <laughs> as I bruised your feelings so long ago when I did not give you the medal. Oh! That's good. Joseph! That's good. That's deep. Man! <laughs> Alright, give me, feed oh, yeah. me the end there mm -hmm. again. Okay. She gingerly set her fork down and looked Chewy in the eye. Look, I hugged Ray and not you because... It was you that bought him that jacket, and I didn't like that jacket, <laughs> and that's why Han got the stupid idea to go back to being a smuggler, because that jacket replaced that dirty old vest, and now he felt inspired again. It was your fault, Chewbacca. But give me a hug now. Oh, you guys. Well, thank you. Man, I mean, I was not, not trying to trick you, but I thought, ooh, this is going to be juicy. Was, yeah, no, it was, was good. Deep. It was you good. It was good. Deep there. My, my other answer would just be, oh, she's my daughter. <laughs> Did I not tell you? <laughs> Did I not tell you? What? She's my daughter. She's my daughter. Wow. <laughs> no, that guys. was good. That was well set up. That was, that was a great, great finish the fan fiction. Thank that was you. Fun. That was so Thanks much for letting fun. Me do it. So what we'll do is we'll post that on our Facebook page, and you can go there and uh, write your own responses. Have fun with it. Get deep. Get serious. Get wacky. Get all of it. As I told Carrie Fisher in the panel, have fun, be wacky. And she says, "This look at this guy telling me to be wacky. Like I have to be told <laughs> to be wacky." Um, and we'll pick the uh, the best answer, and you win the pride of your uh, your family, the pride and, and respect <laughs> for us, and internet cred. That's what you win. Yeah. So uh, we'll put that on there uh, uh, later this week. Yeah, yeah, and we will uh, maybe uh, we will find a, a gif of a medal. 
<laughs> that seems fair. But good call back. <laughs> Guys, that is Force Center for this week. We want to thank you for your questions. If you reached out, like Joseph said, we might not get to all of them, but keep pitching them and we'll keep digging them up. We love it when you guys join the conversation with us, and you can do that on Twitter by following us at Force Center Pod, hashtag and Force, uh, Force Center, and liking the page on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. All that stuff is very important to keeping the show going. Uh, it is coming up uh, somewhat, uh, you know, uh, not a year. I'm trying to remember when we started in mass, uh, Joseph, but yeah. we're coming up on that time. Really close to before Force Awakens. Yeah, so. yeah. So we'll uh, we'll look it up officially, but we appreciate you guys being along for the adventure. And as always, I appreciate you guys joining here in studio. Jennifer Landa, you're here. Where yes. can they follow you? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jennifer Landa. And I took a brief hiatus, but I'm back to making Star Wars videos on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jennifer Landa. That's right. If you haven't already, go to Jennifer's YouTube page and watch her pitch to John Boyega. <laughs> To come on her show, which basically means just oh. hang out at your house. Basically. Eat some <laughs> snacks, maybe have a Wookiee teeny and talk yeah. about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So do that now and help get the word out there. And maybe then he'll come over to Force Center. But I, I, think, I think you've earned the right to serve him a Wookiee teeny. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. I yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll make it some jet juice, John Boyega. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I'll make it up. Absolutely, Joseph. As always, it's great to have you here on the command deck with us. Uh, yeah. You've got some little ventures coming up yourself. I do. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram and all the other social media is at Joseph Scrimshaw. Uh, you can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for show updates. The big thing that I'm doing uh, is that I'm going to be at Dragon Con, as we're releasing this, this very weekend. I believe I have 12 shows, panels, Ooh. and live podcasts. Wow. A ton Ooh. of podcasts and big old concerts and shows. Uh, so come check those out. In particular, uh, I'm doing a a live recording of my other podcast, Obsessed, and that one's going to be about horror movies. And talking to me about horror movies will be Trace Beaulieu from Mystery Science Theater 3000 <gasps> and Cecil Baldwin from Welcome to Night Vale. They're both obsessed with horror wow. movies, so we'll talk about that live. And then on Monday, the last day of the convention, this is going to be a fun experiment. I'm doing a panel called Star Wars Counseling. I'm going to ask people to, to uh, tell me what bothers them about Star Wars, and then I'm going to try to make them feel better. And I realize that I'm going to have to say, you can't just say the prequels, because that's <laughs> right. too big. You have to pick a specific thing. So right. come find me at uh, DragonCon. All that info is on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. I'm so looking forward to that. I wish I could be out there so you could still help me <laughs> in some particular Star Wars areas. Guys, you can follow me at Ken Napsock. Like I said, follow us at Force Center Pod. We appreciate it. Until next time, Han... That jacket was pretty cool. <laughs>